Cool. Oh, I, uh, I want this morning for you uh, to maybe do some remembering, some reminiscing. Can you do that? Now, for some of you, that's going to be pretty easy. For some of you, it's going to be really, really hard. I think he's talking about it right now. You might have to, you might have to switch your brain on a little bit. Uh, all right. Can you have a think? What was your favourite cartoon as a kid? What was your favourite cartoon to watch as a kid? I, uh, I'm going to give you, I had a thought, a think, and I'm going to give you a couple of mine. You might agree, you might not have any idea what these are. Uh, but, but as we go, so Nath, can you show us the first one? One of my, Axel just called it a second ago, by the way. One, one of my like favourites as a kid was Roadrunner. Does anyone else love Roadrunner? Did anyone else, after some time, just want Wiley Coyote to catch that Roadrunner? I, honestly, I think by like maybe the time I was three, I was like, please catch that Roadrunner. Although I love the arrogance of Roadrunner. Yeah. Anyway, Roadrunner, great, great cartoon. Actually, the whole Looney Tunes, I just think out of all the Looney Tunes, that was probably my favourite. I didn't mind Marvin the Martian as well. Anyone like Marvin? I don't know. I didn't mind it. Uh, all right. Looney, who, who loved Looney Tunes or something of that? Yeah. All right. The next one. Now, this one might... Does anyone know who this is? This is Ren and Stimpy. Can I tell you, uh, by the time I was about Jude's age, by about 11, Ren and Stimpy had just kind of hit screens and they used to show it on a Saturday morning on, you know, the, the kids' cartoon. Anyway, the, I think the network got so many complaints about this cartoon that they started to put it on at five o'clock on a Sunday morning. So I would sleep over at my mate's house or he would sleep at ours and we would dead set, set our alarms to watch Ren and Stimpy at 5am in the morning. Uh, I've watched it recently. It's so weird. Uh, like so weird, but I loved it so much. So check that out if you want. Ren and Stimpy. Anyone else ever watch Ren and Stimpy? I'm showing a bit my age in that. Uh, okay, next one. Now, this goes before Ren and Stimpy. He-Man, did anyone, Masters of the Universe or what was the other one? Not She-Man, it was He-Man and She-Ra, She-Ra, She-Ra. I was close, I was close. They-Man, They-Man, yeah. Uh, all right, um, so let's, let's move on, Dan. Uh, when I was a kid, loved this cartoon, it had... This was the start of like toys being part of, you know, like uh, cartoons and things as well. Marketing and Mattel and I had heaps of like He-Man figurines. I had a Castle Greyskull I think I got for a Christmas, which I'm pretty sure mum and dad had to move from my bedroom every night because I was so scared of it. It's just a skull and I'd get freaked out at night. Anyway, He-Man seems a bit weird now that we'll watching a cartoon with a dude dressed like that. But um, loved he any, any other one else? He-Man? That's probably way before most of you and after most of you. All right, next one. SpongeBob. SpongeBob is still... SpongeBob still holds up, hey. Pat, Patrick is maybe one of the funniest characters. The Him and Homer, they're about the same. They're pretty funny. SpongeBob, anyone know SpongeBob? Give us a wave, SpongeBob. All right. 
Now, this one, this one probably doesn't apply to many of us in the room, but those of us who are, are parents have probably watched a lot of these episodes. And I want to tell you that it's, that it's as good for adults as it probably is for kids. It's pretty hard to watch one of these and not cry or feel like I failed as a parent. I'm not sure which one. Uh, Bluey, an amazing cartoon. Now, the next two, and I'll just get Nath to hold off on the next two, were two of my absolute favourites. So these are kind of ones that I remember, but the next two are two of my absolute favourites. And the first one was Captain Planet. Did anyone watch Captain Planet? Captain Planet, I think it was on ABC. I feel like it was after school. Oh, can we, can we go? Hold on, Nath, we'll go back to it. Uh, so Captain Planet, it was like, oh, I don't know. There was, there was an environmental message in Captain Planet. But all I remember is that when they all had a ring, there was like five of them, they had a ring, they would get their powers to combine and Captain Planet would kind of pop up. Now you can show the video, Nath. Let's have a look. Turn the sound up. We might need a bit. Situation is more than we can handle, Planetes. We need help. You mean... Exactly. We must do as Gaia advised. We must combine our powers. Let's do it! Let our powers combine. Earth! Fire! Wind! Water! There we go. Does that bring back any memories for anyone in the room? That was, how's it? I was like, what is it? Earth, wind, fire. What's heart? <laughs> Old mate, heart. Oh, I don't know. I think he talked to animals. Is it, am I remembering that right? That's right. Yeah, Chris knows. Powers combined, they formed Captain Planet. Love that a lot, that cartoon growing up. And then... All-time favourite. So that's number two. All-time favourite was one called Voltron. Now, Voltron had a few different kind of, uh, few different series. But does, it, does anyone know Voltron in the room? So Voltron, it was like, uh, again, five people and they rode in these mechanical lions and then the lions would join together to form Voltron, the defender of the universe, right? And I have a video to show you exactly what I mean when I'm talking about Voltron. Thanks, Nath. Ready to form Voltron. Activate interlock. Dynatherms connected. Infracells up. Mega thrusters are go. Let's go.
Oh, did anyone get chills? I uh, are running up my back, chills. Yeah, everyone's so excited about that video of Voltron. I can tell. <laughs> uh, so uh, Voltron, these guys by themselves, they, they kind of would get in fights with, I don't know, big galactic uh, evil bosses and they'd try and fight them individually but in the end, it was only when they combined their forces together that they were able to take on the big bad bosses, right? Nick said, gee, they're taking a while to form. I feel like the bad guy would have abolished them before, before they even got close. Before he even said, arms on, they would have been gone. But, you know, it was a good cartoon. It was one of my favourites. Don't knock it. Um, I want to read. I want to read from... 1 Corinthians this morning, and we're starting at, at chapter 12, verse 12. So if you've got a Bible, it'll be up on the screen, but if you want to follow along, let's read. 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptised into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Do you think Paul's emphasising something here? The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we Carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Can we pray together? God, you are great and good. We've sung about your goodness and we've sung about your, your holiness. Um, just in these moments, Holy Spirit, come and bring alive your word to us. We thank you that there's good news contained in Scripture and it's good news for all of us. It's actually good news that, that no one is left out of. So we just pray this morning, Holy Spirit, have your way. Um, yeah, may we have open hearts to receive what it is that you have for us this morning. Amen? Amen. Okay, so this, this bit of Scripture that we've just read comes from uh, Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. And this was a church that Paul knew very well. In fact, Paul had spent a year and a half 
in Corinth with this church kind of in their, in their early days as they gathered and established themselves as a church. Uh, and after that year and a half, Paul had kept on moving uh, as he kind of did on his missionary journey around. And as Paul a little bit later uh, heard news back from Corinth, uh, he heard some kind of worrying reports about this church, the Corinthian church. And 1 Corinthians that we just looked at is, is actually Paul writing to address the issues that were happening in that church. He was kind of coming back saying, look, I know you guys really well. I, I know what this church could be. Here, here are the reports that are coming back to me and here are some things that I want to address with you. I want you to, I want you to know, I want, I want to correct in you. Not as, a, not as kind of like, sometimes we think of Paul as this, this guy, I almost used a bad word. This guy who kind of, you know, just telling people off. He's actually doing it fully out of love. As a guy who cares about this place that, that he saw and he knows the people of. So it's out of a heart, uh, a heart that cares for these people. And he just, he's kind of, um, yeah, addressing some of these issues. He tackles issues around food law and we see that just earlier in Corinthians. He's the, the Corinthian church was wondering what they could eat and they, they had started to, some of them abide by old Jewish law and some were like, no, that's not how it is. And so he addresses that with them. He tackles pretty touchy subject of sexual misconduct that was still happening inside the church. He, uh, he tackled some wrong beliefs around the resurrection. He talked a lot about unity but we also see in this section of Scripture that we just read together, Paul is uh, concerned about the conduct of the church when they meet together. When they were meeting together, there were a few things that were a little bit off. And actually, the Corinthian church had become a little bit unruly. You know, like sometimes I think it's a bit, a bit free and loose here. We just, you know. Well, actually, the Corinthian church, what was happening is that when they gathered together, people were kept talking over each other. People thought that what they had to say was more important than the person next to them. They thought that their gifts were better than the other people in the church. So they would try and make sure that they had the platform. And it became a real, uh, like a tussle for power inside of the church. People were wanting to put their individual gifts on display. And so we ended up with, with a bit of a weird dynamic. People were kind of starting to rank their gifts in the Corinthian church, saying, well, my gifts may be a bit more important than yours. So let me have the microphone. There were no microphones then, but let me have the microphone. Uh, so we see here in chapter 12, Paul using a great metaphor for the church, the body of of Christ. Something that we can understand, right? When we read that verse, who knows that you don't need me to unpack what that means. The metaphor is pretty clear, isn't it? Paul is suggesting that as a faith community, as a church, we should have a beautiful unity, right? That we should work together like a body. But the unity comes with diversity. We're not all the same. Unity, but of course not uniformity. We're all different. We all have different gifts. We all have different personalities. We all have different functions. And just like a body, 
We need all the different parts to make it work better. Are you with me? Now, I'm not a student of human movement. There might be someone who did like human movement. I'm not sure. But um, uh, I'm sure that there's someone here and you can correct me if it's wrong. Uh, But even in something, even in something as simple as my body walking, right? There are a lot of different limbs There are a lot of different muscles at work and they're all playing different roles so that I can just walk, right? We're getting that? The limbs and muscles are moving in different directions, yet they are all working in unity, aren't they? They're working together. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. Do you ever think about, how does my hand move? Do it for like two seconds and you'll be amazed. So they're like, I don't even think about it. My hand just moves. How does that work? No, I'm just the only one. I'm just, I'm like a little kid. I'm amazed by simple things, obviously. Uh, Paul goes on to say, he goes on to say that no part of the body is greater than any of the others. They are all necessary. Even the parts that seem insignificant and small have important roles in the body. Now, considering what Paul was addressing, the the Corinthian church kind of battling each other because they believe what they had to say or show was the most important, the metaphor of the body doesn't need a heap of explaining, right? There's no real hidden meanings in this. I, I love when when you find out the original context and you're like, oh, that's like a hidden meaning in Scripture. I love that. But I can tell you this morning, there's no hidden meaning. It is exactly what Paul is meaning. So this morning uh, isn't really a crazy new idea. It's not even a new revelation of this passage, but more an encouragement and a reminder to not just hear and read this Scripture, but to know it and live it. Is that cool? This morning's more just an encouragement. And I've got kind of three things, uh, three encouragements for you this morning. That's okay? Turn the person next to you and just say, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Just make sure that you're still alive and breathing. Yeah, good. Uh, All right. So the first one is this. And it's going to seem simple, but I, I want you to capture it. I want you to know it and own it. We need you. We need you. The church needs you. Like the global church needs you. And our church needs you. Not in a desperate kind of a way, like I'm trying to get recruits. Like, but who knows, we are all different. We have different skills. We have different gifts and talents. We have different personalities Who knows we have different stories and experiences. Isn't that what we want in a faith community together? All all different. How boring and bland and would it be if we were all trying to be the same? Don't you reckon? How annoying would it be if we were all trying to be the same? If you're all trying to be like me, she'd be annoying. Um, 
How dysfunctional would it be if we were all just trying to do the same thing and be the same person? It would be dysfunctional, wouldn't it? It'd be like a body that had 14 arms and no legs. Kind of seems cool at the start. But who knows? Like that's a dysfunctional body. There are things that that body couldn't do that we're supposed to do. I love, I love the message that we are all, and I mean all, no, no exceptions, all created in the image of God. And for the world to see the best picture of who Jesus is, who knows, surely we need as many angles as possible to see that image. Do you know what I mean? People can see an, an image of God in me and I'll reflect maybe a bit poorly. May, I might even reflect a little bit of Jesus' image, but together as a church, as a community, Who knows that the world will see a better picture of who Jesus is. We will see a better picture of who Jesus is if we are all in that faith community um, reflecting again the image of God. Can I say it again? For us to live out the body of Christ, and I want you to take this. We need you. I personally need you to live as you were created. The person next to you, have a look at them. They're probably quite beautiful. That's kind of how it is in this room at the moment. The person next to you, let me emphasise this again, the person next to you needs you. You need the person next to you. I don't, I don't need and we don't need you trying to be someone else. We don't need you to be trying to be someone else. We, we need you to just be fully you. That's what we need. Does anyone think that's actually good to hear today? We don't need you to pretend. In the body of Christ, it's not about pretending or, or seeing pathways to how I can be the most gifted or, or, you know, maybe one day I'll get to play in the worship team. That's not what the body of Christ is about. It's about you being fully you and that's what we need. I have a really important question for you. Do you believe it though? That's good news, but do you believe it? You have something to give this faith community. You have something to give this faith community. I think that's good news for us. And I want you to know it and believe it. You have something unique and something important. Even if this was your first time meeting with us, I still believe that you have something important that you could give this group of people. Does anyone think that's good news? We need you in this body Tell someone near you, take maybe 30 seconds. Tell someone near you, we need you in this body to be fully you. You can do it with a bit more enthusiasm. That's a good news message. All right. Like I said... No exceptions to that. We need you. 
Uh, not, and not manipulation and not like recruitment. We, we just, we need each other. That's how community works. That's where the image of Christ is best seen. All right, number two. So that's the first encouragement. Number two is, is actually, it's, it's an encouragement. We need to cheer each other on. We need to cheer each other on. If we truly believe that first thing, that, that we need each other, we need to cheer each other on. Paul is telling the church at Corinth, he's telling them, don't look down on anyone else. On anyone else. No matter their ability, no matter what, what they do, don't look down on anyone else. Do not think of yourself as higher than anyone else. Don't think of yourself as better because of your gifts or your function in the body than anybody else. Can I tell you this morning, there's no place for ego in the kingdom of God. What we have is a gift anyway, isn't it? We've been given gifts and talents. We've been given personality. We've been created this way. What we have is a gift. There's no place for ego. If there's any ego to it, it's actually in praise of our God. That doesn't mean we shouldn't love ourselves. Like, I love myself. I've realised again this week, man, I love myself. It's, it's pretty good. And, and actually, if I, if I look at being a teenager, you know, like when usually when you're a teenager, you're like, oh, no, you doubt yourself so much. I had a revelation when I was 14 that I was like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, I'm amazing. God, God loves me and He's proud of me. Can I tell you that is a life-changing revelation? And I want you to each have that revelation. That God loves you, He thinks you're amazing. He thinks you're awesome. God thinks, He looks at you as a proud father. I don't care what you've done in the past and the mistakes you've made. That message is truth. That God looks down on us like a proud father. That doesn't mean we shouldn't love ourselves. We should love ourselves for sure. After all, Ephesians 2.10, we, we, we say it all the time. We are God's masterpiece. The person next to you also is God's masterpiece, right? Even if they are completely different to us, they are God's masterpiece. Imagine for a second if we looked after each other like we believed that. Who knows that if we are truly the body of Christ, that we should be cheering each other on? All the parts. No matter what our function is, that we should be cheering each other on. And we should be doing it publicly, honouring each other publicly, encouraging each other publicly. But who knows that we should also be doing that privately? I am a... I'm developing this uh, theology of redeemed gossip. Redeemed gossip. I think I've mentioned it before. We're actually, like we think of gossip in the negative, like, you know, we talk about people behind their backs and, you know, we point out their flaws. It's usually in the negative. But what if, what if we took on this redeemed gossip, right? Where actually we talk about people and we cheer them on even when they're not around. 
When in our conversation, we mention somebody and instead of us tearing them down, like, look what they're doing. What, what if we flip it and we redeem it? What if we're like, man, that person is such a blessing. How good are they? <laughs> like, you know, we, we have some easy targets. Usually I mentioned Dan Hale. I think I did. He's an easy one, right? But he's in the room. It's not as fun. It's not behind his back. Uh, and he's so easy. Like Dan's like the most lovable person in the world. Uh, but, but honestly, let's talk each other up when we gather together, publicly and privately. Let's let our dinner tables and our conversations at home be a place where we cheer each other on, even when they're not around. I mean... Properly cheer each other on, no matter what part we play. Lift each other up. There are a couple of people, they're actually in the room. That no matter what part we play, we cheer on. How good is Naisobi? This morning he's helping on words. Who loves seeing Nath in the car park when you rock up on a Sunday morning? Yeah, yeah. No matter what part we play, who knows that that part of the body is as important as someone standing here with a microphone. Honestly, truly. So I just want to thank God for you, Nath. And in my conversations, I hope that I, I continue to cheer on Nath. Do you know also we have, we have a bunch of prayers in here who never get recognition like up the front but who are such an important part of our body. We have, we have Kay, what a great prayer warrior we have amongst our midst. Like we, we, she would never like be upfront about it or, or we talk about it. But, but I can tell you that if we have a prayer need and we bring it to Kay, she's faithful in praying for that for our need. Cheer her on, right? We need more prayers. We need more people who do that. So, yeah. We have people who care and, and, and provide meals for each other. Let's cheer that on, right? I want to cheer on the guys who made me a couple of coffees this morning. I needed those. Thank you, guys. Do we get it? Cheer each other on publicly, but also privately. Let's not let our conversation be tearing anyone down. If we truly believe that they're made in the image of God, that, that we need them as part of our body, What's the point in, the, in one part of the body dissing another part of the body? Doesn't make sense, does it? Doesn't make sense. All right. The third encouragement, this won't take too long. We're, we're almost done. Who's excited about that? We're almost done. Uh, <laughs> I just want to encourage you, let's do this together. Uh, it's simple, right? Let's do this together. This is like that moment that we watched two videos of, right? This is like that Captain Planet moment where I'm going to get you to all raise your rings in the air and we're going <laughs> to, you got to say your superpower. Wind. Setting up chairs is my superpower. I mean, yeah. Together we are Rev Church. I don't know who, dumb. Shh. Cut that from the tape, please. Uh, with our parts combined, our, our parts of the body combined, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, 
we are able to fulfill that seemingly impossible mission. In both those cartoons, they were always up against a force that could not be stopped. It was a bad guy that was too much, uh, a force that threatened the universe. And what would happen is they would get their parts together and they'd form something that was able to fulfil what seemed like an impossible mission together. This morning, we want to see the kingdom of God come in our neighbourhoods, don't we? We want to see people meet Jesus. We want to see their lives transformed, don't we? We want to see people healed and set free. We want to see people helped out of the hell that they're living in right now, don't we? Who knows that that seems like a pretty hard mission. It's a pretty big mission. And it needs a well-functioning body to accomplish it, doesn't it? Are you up for it this morning? Are you up for it? I want to again remind us that we are all sent people. Sometimes we think of church like there's a minister and they minister and we kind of come and attend and we're just here to hang out. That's not the function of the church. It's not the function of the body to to just sit and hang out. Although who loves hanging out? I love hanging out. Uh, we, We are all sent people in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our neighbourhoods, we are sent as ministers. And this morning as we go, I want to commission you out to do that, to play your part in this body together. We need you. I want to remind you again, we need you. Let's cheer each other on. Let's not look down at each other, but instead celebrate one another. And let's do it. Our powers combined. Is anyone kind of excited about a a functioning body? Seeing us actually put our, our parts of the body together. Let's see what God does with that. Let's see what kind of beautiful thing God does with that. Let's see the kingdom of God come because we're willing to do that. Not look down on each other, cheer each other on. Can I test again, remind you, I love Sundays. I love coming together. How good is it seeing all the kids out there? How good is it singing songs, drinking coffee, being encouraged again in the, in the Word? I, I, it, it helps me. It helps us all. But our mission as the body isn't just for Sundays. Our mission in the body is for every day. So what, how are we connecting? How are we cheering each other on? How are we living that out during the week? I want to encourage you again. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Rings, everyone ready? No, joke. Can we pray together? Uh, and, then, and then Dan's going to come. Well, the team's going to come. We'll just we'll sing a, a big fun one on the way out. Yeah. Uh, God, you are great and you are good. And I just thank you for every person here that you have created them in your image, that you have given each of us different gifts and abilities and talents. I thank you that you've made it to work together. God, we ask that your kingdom may come. 
that our neighbourhoods be transformed, that our families be transformed, that our workplaces would change, that people would be set free and healed, that they would experience full life because you've worked through us as your body. In these moments, Holy Spirit, help us to encourage, to lift each other up, to not look down on each other. Thank you that you are good. Be with us this week as we are sent out. And in the name of Jesus, I just send every one of us out to see your kingdom come, to be like you, Jesus, to be a light that shines in this world. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.